Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective. And I am the head huntress, and it's our season finale. We got in eight episodes. Eight. We usually get in about 19. We only got eight in this year, but you know, well, sometimes quality is more important than quantity, and boy, was it a year to <laughs> throw wrenches, monkey wrenches, and everything. So, but here we are, our final episode of season six. Who knows if there'll be a season seven. I do promise that no matter what, we will come back in January and do our best of 2020 countdown of films because I could not in good conscience without giving a final list (laughs) on my podcast of of our favorite things of, of, uh, uh, our favorite films of 2020. This year, like the preview, man. Yeah, well, it, yeah, we got to do the Oscar preview. We got to do it. And, um, you know, and streaming services will count this year. So, like, you know, I'm certainly going to have Disney's version of Hamilton in my top 10. Uh, so, as right uh, one of the best directed movies I saw this year. So, we can't argue with that. <laughs> uh, you know, but we can talk more. You can, but that's for the other show. Best show, though, no, this is Christmas time. And when we're talking about Christmas time, you know, they said, Wonder Woman, we're all waiting for you. Yes, the fuck we were. Um, yeah. <laughs> finally, we're here. Uh, so let me bring on the sexy witches for one final time for the fuck world of 2020. So um, 
Hopefully, um, right now, Steve Wandling is having a bit of technical issues, my wizard of Wandling. Um, he may come in. Well, so all you can use is a phone call. Use his own phone. Um, and the phone number, if you want to call in live, because we have plenty of room on the board tonight, um, 646-716-9172. Once again, that is 646-716-9172. The sexy witches are looking forward to your call. Um, so... In Portland, no, Seattle, somewhere in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest where it's cold and windy, and they have soon to have a hockey team. Woo! January 13th, <laughs> the debut of the Seattle Kraken. Please welcome to the show my Raven of Nevermore, Enchantress of Nevermore, my one and only Raven of Jasper Hawkins, somewhere in Portland. Woo-hoo! Yes, Portland, right? Oh my Portland. God. <laughs> Portland. <laughs> But, it's but, not fair though, because I move all the time. <laughs> you do, but you have last two moves have been within region, so yeah, I, I, sh- I, I should be better than that. I mean, you were in LA for a while. You were like a mile away from Aaron and never met. I right? know, I know. I'm such a disser. That's awful. Well, <laughs> so you're here with us now, so you know it's all good, um, and yeah. we're so happy. Maybe, hey. Maybe by springtime we will be having theaters again. Oh, that would so, be nice. Mm-hmm. Things are going well on the superhero front. And when I mean superheroes, I mean my big pharma might be evil, but sometimes they do the right thing. And let's just say we're doing the right thing right now because we have to. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yay. So, and who keeps giggling and laughing at my jokes like they're actually funny? All the way in L.A., in Orange County, not too far from Disneyland itself, is my cousin, my partner in crime, and the sexy warlock of Orange County. Please welcome to the show, Aaron Kogan. Hello, you're on the Sexy Witches. What's up? What's up? We're here. We made it to Wonder Woman. We made it to Christmas. We, We're still we made alive. It, you know? Breathing. Hey. Quarantine dude. and apocalypse couldn't stop us. Here we are. There were yeah. moments this year where I didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It was I, a liner. I, it was a liner year. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, not this COVID <laughs> thing, but as you know, my divorce and losing my best friend yep. and all that shit that went down. Um, yep. Things are things are still weird, but they're better. I'm not as angry. Yeah. Um, I had a yeah, date. That's good. <laughs> I had an extended Thanksgiving date that went really well, and I feel a lot better now. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but um, so. I know that Raven says she's been watching the shit out of, like, Christmas shit. I've actually been hit tapping the Christmas shit pretty hard. Um, Aaron, it's how so about weird, you? It's so weird, because I usually don't. I oh, have I run... down this year. Yeah. Ahead, I don't know why, but this year um, we've done Prep and Landing, Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice. We've done the 1951 Alistair Sim Christmas Carol. We've done the Muppet nice. Christmas Carol. We've done Mickey's Christmas Carol. We've done... The Silly Symphony Santa's Workshop from 1932. We've done Krampus. We did Simpsons uh, Roasting on an Open Fire, which I didn't remember was the very first episode, season one, episode one of The Simpsons. We've done the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. We've done Olaf's yeah. Frozen Adventure. We've done the Arendelle Yule Log. 
We've done Elf. Yeah. <laughs> we've done the holiday movies that made us Elf. We've done Die Hard. We've done A Recipe for Seduction. Oh, my Harlan God. How Sanders was that? How was that? I it. Ridiculous. Freaking ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know, 16, 18 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Peak 2020. But it, it's, Peak 2020 right there. Oh, God. So true. You know, yeah. uh, in fact, I posted on Facebook when I saw that it was coming out. I said, you know what, 2020, I'll call you, you got later. me. I'm, I'm finger licked. You win. Call in. I can call oh. Yeah, in an hour. Yes. <laughs> Natalie's going to call in. Okay, sorry. My kid is interrupting no, me no, after no. she promised she wouldn't. But, yeah, okay. No, it's ridiculous. So and, and actually, uh, Natalie, when Natalie uh, calls in, because she's going to call in and tell you about uh, her favorite horror Christmas movie that we're going to be seeing here shortly, um, okay. ask her about it, too, because she watched it with Excellent. me. The other thing that we watched that neither of us had ever seen before was Kate, a Kate Bush Bush Christmas special from 1979 that what? I didn't even know existed. Uh, it's on YouTube. Where is it? Kate Bush. Oh, nice. uh, a little bit of Peter Gabriel in there. Uh, it's on Kate? YouTube. Go go watch it. It's good. Well, I will. <laughs> and I right, like so. it. <laughs> Although, you know, it's Kate Bush, 1979, so there's a lot of interpretive dance. I'm warning you right now. I'm so, here So, you know, for in it. its own way, yeah, it's kind ready. of the Star Wars holiday special of Kate Bush. No, no, All no, right. no. <laughs> All right, Rachel, what about you? What's your list of Christmas shit that you've been watching? Oh, man. Okay, so I should have – that was so succinct and beautiful, but I can't <laughs> – I can't do that. <laughs> because the first thing that happened – well, one is, like, I never start Christmas shit until, like, the 24th, and I'm like, I guess I'll watch It's a Wonderful Life for the 87th time. Um, but this year is, like, super sucky, and it's just, like – day after thanksgiving and i'm like let's go but let's go weird right so <laughs> the first thing i <laughs> first thing i watched was from 1988 a very brady christmas yeah which i i had never seen before and also oh i had heard of it but i assumed it had come out in the 60s not 20 years oh. after anyone stopped giving a shit yeah, no. So it's, it's <laughs> definitely made for TV. Um, now, this premise is Mike and Carol are empty nesters now, and Alice shows up because Sam is fucking around. What the hell is what? that? The movie hasn't even started yet, and I'm so piping mad because <laughs> that wouldn't happen. The way that Sam left Alice wouldn't happen. It was all a facade, and they just basically turned to the camera and said, we think you're stupid. And I said, okay, I'll watch the rest. And I did. (laughs) And, you know, there has to be some random happenstance that gets all the Brady family together. Cindy, by the way, um, at, like, I think she's, like, 20 or something she's just like just about to graduate college uh she's beautiful she's so pretty and i'm so surprised she's like didn't do more stuff because she's like not only just really pretty but she was one of the few people who could really act (laughs) um it's easier to hide that you can't act when you're a kid (laughs) but once you grow (laughs) out of it You know, um, you're either Corey Feldman or Edward Furlong. Not to say. 
But um, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So you know how like Mike wow. is an architect, right? Like he built ha- yeah. houses, and so like of course, some rich guy wants to cut corners on one of his uh, designs, and Mike's like, "No, I've got to go fix this on fucking Christmas." So he leaves his whole <laughs> family that just flew the fuck out there to go to work, and the building collapses on him. What? what? What is happening? This is a not building a Brady collapsing Punch on episode? Mike Brady? Then they leave the fucking house to go try to save him and stuff. Brady's don't leave the house unless <laughs> they're in Hawaii. Well, exactly. they're the TV show was a variety special. Don't forget that. So, you know. Oh, yeah. That's, that. true. that's true. But, you know, Florence Henderson kind of saves the day by forcing everyone to sing overtly Christian carols. Um, and that's oh, pretty much what brings everything together. And then Sam shows up in a Santa costume, and everyone's back together. It's all great. Um, oh, that's it's on right. Hulu, and drink everything you own and watch it. <laughs> Did they at you least also... have Marvin and Ping and Pong the Pandas from the animated show? No. Damn no. it. Nothing. Right. No, it's uh, just a, it's so depressing. You'll love it, though. <laughs> um, what if you also said you saw a fuck ton of rain, Rankin and Bass lately. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Right so um, there a lot of them are on Vimeo because I I wasn't able to find a lot of them streaming. But like, man, I really haven't watched these since they were re-airing in the eighties. Um, and you know, inevitably they all need to have some sort of protagonist ginger with a bowl cut. That's the requirement. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. The one that like I hadn't really, I really didn't remember much of, except for the Heat Miser song was a, a year without a Santa Claus, and that has um, Mickey Rooney as the mm-hmm. voice of the guy who's gonna be Santa Claus. And th- a lot of this didn't age well, but there's a song in particular that really didn't age well, where Mickey Rooney is inviting all the town children. And saying, if you come sit on my lap and give me a kiss, I will give you a present. He's Ooh. the only adult for fucking miles. And he's just singing this to the random street children. Um, does not taste very well anymore. <laughs> it is not charming. It's like, ooh. Um, and I think it's probably what happened to Baby It's Cold Outside. Because we have, like, the context now is everyone's a terrible, rapey asshole. Um, and that Ooh. wasn't the context then. Uh, so a lot of this doesn't age well, but the animation style does age well. The music is still really bitchin'. And then um, my friend Desiree just told me that uh, Amy Sedaris's character in Strangers with Candy, her haircut design was based on Herbie the Elf from Rudolph the Red-Nosed oh, Reindeer. wow. Uh, You'll never unsee it. Totally now you see, see Herbie, you'll always see Jerry, and vice versa. <laughs> wow. Um, one of the things that I saw on uh, Netflix is the holiday movies that made us, by the same people who did the movies that uh-huh. made us, the toys that made us, and it's on Elf. And there's a lot of fun little backstory stuff. And, of course, uh, the main driver of, those, uh, of the movie is those Rankin-Bass specials. The first thing... Oh, great. Uh, when John Favreau came in to talk about maybe directing Elf, was he put down a book and said, 
it's got to be the Rankin Bass sensibilities. And uh, (laughs) they did shot by shot, side by side comparisons with uh, especially Rudolph, but a couple of the other things. Yeah. And it's incredible. The thing that uh, Natalie was most struck by was how everything in the Rankin Bass and, and so everything in the North Pole is white in the background. White houses, yeah. white landscape, so that the characters pop uh, against that, right. their color. But uh, there's lots yeah. of fun things like John Favreau did the voice of Mr. Narwhal, <laughs> who, who wishes, uh, wishes Buddy, you know, have a good time, Buddy. Boy, that's Buddy, it. And then, you um, find your dad. <laughs> that's it, that's it. And then um, I already knew uh, that Ray Harryhausen had done, uh, I think, The Little Puffin. I'm trying to remember, but, but one, one of the other creatures, uh, he didn't actually so do the animation, but, you know, little shout out. Yeah. I mean, he's the god of that style of animation. It was Absolutely. actually the, uh, the Chodo brothers who um, I had just yeah. recently seen in The Madness when they talked about Gamera, and they had a little uh-huh. short at the end of one of the MST3Ks that I was seeing. That's awesome. They also did an episode on Nightmare Before Christmas, but I haven't watched it yet. No, oh, cool. I haven't seen yeah. that one yet either, but that's on the list. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I have I watched any Rankin and Bass itself? The answer is no, but I got close. I listened to a podcast on, you know, Mike White at the Projection Booth. Um, he started, even though they've only done one episode, they were going to start a series where they reviewed every single Rankin and Bass uh, series. Nice. Right? Nice. And the first so it's called Rankin in Rankin. It's Rankin on Bass. Get it, Rankin on Bass. Anyway, nice. um, like it. But the first episode's about the uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer saga. The three the three films and that because there's actually Wonderful. quite a few films. Uh, uh, and that was pretty good. So I listened to that, but I didn't actually watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer this year. And but I have to agree. I actually find that the Shiny New Year extremely creepy. Like yeah. not. The whole thing is creepy. Like the doll is creepy. Yeah. The you know, uh, <laughs> the vulture is pretty scary for uh, you know for its stop animation. He reminds me very much of a Ray Harryhausen monster. Uh, you know, yeah. matter of fact, uh, he looks almost even though he's older, he looks a lot like the vulture from Clash of the Titans. Uh, so, Ooh. but uh, but the I remember being freaked out by the. The, by the ears on the baby, even back when I was a little kid. So, you know, um, <laughs> there's a lot to be freaked out about. Yeah. There's, um, there's just some extreme, um, I was going to say physiology. That's not the word I want. But like extreme, um, anatomy? Extreme, thank you. <laughs> there it is. I you had know, no like idea that there are multiple, multiple cuts of Rudolph. Like, there's an, oh, a direction. Yeah, there, there's other ones that I was like, really? There's longer cuts than I've seen. And he was talking about them. So I have to go seek out these longer cuts of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, yeah, for sure. I did see, and it's not Rankin and Bass. It's actually Sanrio. And I rewatched recently. It's called Nutcracker Fantasy. It was 1979. Uh, the English language <laughs> version stars uh, Melissa Gilbert and uh, Christopher Lee as Drosselmeyer, which is awesome. Mm. Uh, it is really, have you, either one of you seen it? It is really creepy and weird. No. I think I have. Okay, 
get this. It starts with the rag man, who's a version of Krampus, except for it's an old man, who goes around at mm. night and, and punishes naughty children who stay up late and puts them in a bag and turns them into mice. And then Claire shows up wow. at her uncle's house with his wife um, to stay there, and she's going to have a play date with a guy, kid way older than she should be named Fritz. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Drosselmeyer is making dolls and gives her, of course, the famous Nutcracker, and she probably gets into a feverish dream <laughs> holding the Nutcracker. <laughs> but before she goes into the feverish dream, of course, she rescues, rescues him from the mice, and, and then the Nutcracker rescue, you know, you know, you know that part of the story, <laughs> right? But then it kind of goes mm-hmm. off the rails and becomes kind of like Alice in Wonderland, and she goes into a uh, alternate universe, a world where there's this huge, and this is where it starts to look Japanese. Is this is the palace, this very colorful palace, a sleeping rat in a beautiful princess-like bed, and next to it a portrait of a picture that looks exactly like her. And she's like, whoa, right? So she walks, you know, she's been following Drosselmeyer like like the white rabbit down the rabbit hole, by the way, this whole time. And now she's in this palace. And so she goes up and meets the king. And it turns out that that is his daughter, Mary, which, by the way, a lot of people don't know. Sometimes Nutcracker, uh, it's not named, she's not saying Claire or Claire. There are versions that call her Marion or Mary. Um, that's Mar- Princess Mary is in a, uh, an induced Bell by the Rat Queen, who's two-headed, by the way. Okay, so, and this is all self-animation. Uh, <laughs> two-headed Rat Queen. This looks really cool. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the pictures. That looks really yeah, neat. Yeah. So, so okay. So, so now we have this Rat Queen who has a spell because they put a spell on the curse on the princess because she refused to marry his son because you know he's a mouse. You know, you don't want to marry a mouse. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and there's been a war and nobody wants to go to war. And then she meets Franz, the captain of the guard, who looks exactly like Fritz, her way too old, uh, way too old for her friend that she was going to have a play date with. Um, he's, of course, very handsome, though, because he is the captain of the guard. Uh, so, but he wants to go and end this because, you know, so she goes to a gypsy for some reason. There's a gypsy named the Mother of Time. <laughs> um, yeah. And she looks in a crystal ball and tells her that she has to crack the nut to destroy the queen, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay, now we know this. Because there's some, you know, the, the king and his wise men are completely inept at, um, you know, doing stuff like that. So, so okay, so now we go back and she convinces Franz to go on a full-on assault with cannons of the, the mouse queen <laughs> while she's partying. Um, so, yes, yeah, so they wind up the toys, they go after the mice queen, and they scare, they, they bomb the shit out of her because, you know, she was partying up, right? You know, because, you know, it is Christmas after all. Um, <laughs> and so they're all partying up, they're drunk, having a party. They get attacked. No, thank you, baby. Um, I just had one. Um, uh, you know, so, and uh, as he's cracking the nut, which, by the way, is a version of Nutcracker. This is actually loosely based on a real, like, prop Nutcracker pre- prequel. Um, he cracks the nut and kills the mouse queen, but she's able to release one final curse and turn him into a Nutcracker. But at the same time, Marion wakes up. Boom. She's awake. And the spell is cursed. Is gone. Turns out she's a total brat. And uh, she refuses to marry Franz because Franz is now a nutcracker. Matter of fact, even 
bitchingly throws him on the ground after all he did for her and all the sacrifices. And Claire's like, oh, this is awful, right? So he threw it on the ground. Threw him on, exactly, threw it on the ground. And so she picks up, you know, the damaged nutcracker and takes it on an adventure and um she's attacked by the the brother the 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 surviving mouse queen's son uh she has a really weird dream where hello kitty is dancing at the land of happiness with franz in a coach uh (laughs) lots of really weird psychedelic stuff that makes absolutely no sense um and then she um, sacrifices herself to save Franz because she, you know, goes back to the Queen of Time. The Gypsy tells her how you have to pay the ultimate sacrifice to break the spell. She does, but she wakes up back in London, and um, Fritz shows up, and you know he's way too old for her, but they live happily ever after. The end. Uh, weird. Wow. Yeah. No, I just gave you the entire story right there. It's so weird. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bring Natalie on because, okay, hello, <laughs> Natalie, you're on with the sexy witches. Hello. hello. Hi there. That sounds like an amazingly weird special. It and, is. Yeah. And, and, what's, and uh, oh, who does the music? Bonnie Tyler? You know, totally clear. What? What? I'm serious. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's it's on YouTube. It's, it's the English language versions on YouTube, but the Sanrio imagery, the Hello Kitty imagery I took you, it was cut out of that version. There's like we said, there's multiple cuts of that one. So I think we have to find the Japanese language version gotcha. to get that. Um, they're also a really nice file of the sounds of the score, and the score is actually really good. So, I, you know, if you isolate the score from the movie, it's actually kind of a weird psychedelic 70s, you know, it's a cross of classical music and 70s Moog. You know? Ooh, that could be fun. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it is. We, so I saw that. I've been deep diving the Christmas day. I also saw Krampus again. I introduced Lily Yay. to Rare, Rare Exports, which she liked That's a lot. That's the one. Yeah. That's what I was calling in about. Oh, talk about Rare Exports, Natalie. Oh, I just love that one. I, I, it's kind of like the let the white right one in of Christmas movies for for uh, uh, you know <laughs> that's that's what it kind of reminds me of. It's it's um, it's set in um, oh I want to say Switzerland it's Finland Finland it's Finland Finland set in yep. Finland, Finland and um, uh, it, you know it's it's a comedy but you don't really get it's a very very dark dark comedy yeah. but you don't really get that till the very end and um I, I just i just watched it last year for the first time and i told aaron we have to watch it again but it's kind of funny it's this like really horrifying journey through this movie and i keep thinking you know it's said it's a dark comedy when is that going to happen and it gets scarier and scarier and then finally at the end you're like okay i get it <laughs> but it, it takes a while <laughs> but it's really interesting and it, and and um um it's got a lot of um you know sort of uh character building in the beginning and and um uh i just i just really enjoyed um the relationships in the movie and i enjoyed the imagery of the movie and uh I just thought it was a lot of fun. 
I so I enjoyed that movie it. immensely. Um, for it, it almost was my number one film of that year. For two thirds mm-hmm. of the movie, I thought it was an A plus movie. I mm-hmm. I don't think it quite stuck the landing as much as I wanted it to. Like I feel denied mm-hmm. a monster. And you always lose a half star for denying me a monster. Uh, you know, you can, you can hold out your monster. You can hold you can hold your cards close to you for the duration of the film, but show mm-hmm. me the monster at the end. Of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get to see the monster, budget or not. Show yeah, me yeah. the damn monster. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, but but but. But Lily really enjoyed, uh, you know, Evil Genius really enjoyed Rare right. Exports. She won't watch Krampus. Krampus scares the crap out of her. She won't watch it. It's pretty really? scary. It's really funny. I, I, it I'm, is pretty I'm scary. Many, it's good, though. She's even watched Trick or Treat now. Still won't watch Krampus. Mm. And wow. uh, it's kind of funny. Like, she won't do it. Uh, let's see. What else have I? I uh, of course, all of us saw the Joe Bob special with Christmas Evil and, um, uh, uh, was it Codename Santa, which I had never seen Deadly Games. And um, so mm-hmm. that was actually kind of a treat. Uh, did you, have any of you else seen Deadly Games, Codename Santa, even with or without? We have not yet seen it. Okay. So it, it came out a year and a half before Home Alone. But if you watch it, there are shots in it that are identical to Home Alone. Like Home Alone, hmm. like like people actually said that they thought he had enough grounds to sue. I don't think that's true, but it's actually a pretty good movie. It's a terrifying fucking Santa, and he's terrorizing a 14-year-old boy. Uh, hmm. You know, it's a, or not at 14, he might be 12, actually. Uh, he's young. Uh, and he's a badass, and um, it's actually pretty good. Uh, Christmas Evil is just a delight. Uh, it's absolutely one of my favorite Christmas horror movies, and I only saw it for the first time a couple of years ago and was so shocked how good it was. I'm like, there's no – the movie is way better than you think it's going to be, uh, and the score <laughs> is phenomenal, and the performance of the guy that plays the lead, uh, Santa, he's so good in it. Like, like he, he's the reason why the movie survives and it is actually, and you feel for him. He's got actually, he's not a name. He's not like Billy. Billy has no personality in Silent Night and Deadly Light. You never root for him once. He just kind of like, you know, mm. he goes around killing people. I mean, it's fun to watch him kill people, but you know, it's, 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 it's what it is, right? This guy, you actually kind of want to like help him. You want to like, like he's not a like he he his almost like his heart is in the right place, and he also talks a lot of truth, and that's a you know so he's actually kind of an enduring character which makes him mildly likable as a homicidal maniac goes. Uh, so he actually works with Santa. <laughs> he totally works with Santa. Um, so hmm. and and Joe Bob and uh, Darcy. Uh, Raise was was doing a fundraiser for this year, and they raised forty four thousand dollars during. Yeah, the I saw that online. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, let's see, what else have I seen? I've seen. Did you been oh, on anything? I, oh my god, I saw Christmas on the Square. Have you heard about this movie? <laughs> the Dolly Parton mm. one. Yes, I watched it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So, so like, you know, I do the, I, I guess hosted again on stocking scepters, uh, Emily's the feminine critique podcast, which is one of my favorite female genre podcasts, period. She's amazing. And so is Christina. And she always does Christmas movies this time of year. I got to do shots. I actually reviewed Santa Jaws. 
on our show, which is awesome. Hmm. Uh, But she reviewed Christmas on the Square, and all she had to say on air, and I instantly put it in, was all new musical starring Dardley Parton Parton as an angel directed by Debbie Allen. That was it. Oh, hell yeah. I, I put it right in. I don't know what the fuck I watched. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, it, 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 it's beyond description. You have to know it exists. Um, there's a song in this movie that made me like yell at the screen as, for the duration of the song. <laughs> Why won't you end? Oh my God. Um, there's, a, there's a sassy sidekick who actually is pretty badass and she's the only reason why to watch the movie. Uh, she's got dangly earrings, and then Dolly Parton's totally an angel, and she's played an angel at least two other times before, so this is the part she's yeah. got down. Um, there's a lot of dancing, because of course it's Debbie Allen, right? So, uh, mm, Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. It is uber-Christian, even for a Christmas movie. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> But I always give Dolly a bit of a pass on that. Uh, so, I mean, she did save a, a, a child from a car last month. So, you know, the woman's she, she, she walks it like she cool, talks though. it, you know. Yeah, exactly. I probably can do no harm in my view. No, oh, it, it's, wor- it's worth a, wa- a one, at least watch it once. So that was kind of questionable. Uh, I saw that Jingle Jangle movie. Uh, the I old, did too. Um, and I, I know other people liked it more than I did. Rob, don't, mm. Forrest Whitaker, just don't ask him to dance. He looks so <laughs> awkward. Um, but the music was all right. The setting is beautiful. Like the, 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 the Victorian vibe, steampunky vibe they had. I actually didn't like the robot. I think that's actually why I wasn't yeah. really a big in the end. I think the robot design should have been way more steampunk than he was. Uh, so, uh, but, but it's all right. It's worth a watch. And it was glad that the hairstyles alone, and there's plenty of articles on the web about, <laughs> about the Victorian hairstyles in that movie and what they did to get those looks. So I highly recommend it for that. The costume is great. Um, let's see, Christmas Chronicles 2, which had, um, the Yule cat in it, which was nice to see that they were shouting out some oh, of the other right legends. On. Um, and for yeah. some reason, uh, Kurt Russell is totally sexy as Santa Claus. Why uh, is that? It's so I, weird. It is. So, like, like the sexiest Santa Claus There's no ever. other Santa. <laughs> there's no other Santa. And I just watched Santa Claus, the movie, also for the first time. And, <laughs> um, you know, oh, yeah. that's a traditional Santa right there. Uh no, I Santa cannot be a sexual being, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> hello, hello, Santa Daddy. Uh, it you is, know, and uh, the in that well, I don't know those Rankin Bass, those Rankin Bass specials always made Santa and Mrs. Santa kind of sexy. <laughs> well, they were. I wouldn't say sexy. I would say they were uncomfortably um, external about their sex life around their employees. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, Christmas Chronicles two, which was weird, but okay, I enjoyed that Hmm. to an extent. Uh, Let's see, what else did I watch? I watched so much. I made a discovery this this year too. Um, 
it, it was well. It's a movie I watch every year. It's a very short movie. It's a thirty-minute. Um, it's Raymond Briggs, The Snowman, and I don't know if you've seen it, but it I is a beautifully animated. <laughs> it's so good. Nineteen eighty-two. My favorite. And it's it's got very little talking, just only at the beginning, oh. kind of an intro as a setup. But you know what I saw this year is there's there is a version of it where David Bowie does the setup, where he's speaking from his mm-hmm. attic. And he's talking about, I had never, I did not know that existed. Huge Bowie fan, love Bowie, loves the snowman. I show it to my class every year, whether I have kindergarten or first grade. And um, I showed it to them this year, and I showed them the Bowie version because nice. Bowie. But it, it's such a beautiful movie. And if you've never seen it, it's just, it's just beautiful. It, it just I, I actually think I have seen it. Uh, you know, I haven't watched any ep- any versions of A Christmas Carol this year. I'm just thinking about that. Mm. Actually, I had a first watch (laughs) of, um, because I watched all the ones that Christmas Carols you've just mentioned, Erin, at the beginning. I watched those last year, and I was trying to get some first watches. And I watched um, Scrooge from 1971 with Albert Finney. That's my favorite, by the way. The musical. I I had never seen it. I don't know. Insane. I've seen it's actually no, it was amazing. I'm I'm halfway through and I'm like, this is really weird because it's like half it sounds <laughs> like if it sounds like half Willy Wonka and half Oliver the musical yeah. and then I go yeah. to the wiki and it's literally those two guys. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's why it sounds <laughs> like that. Right. And that that song won an Academy Award. Yes, it did. Yep. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. My head forever. Okay, so trivia. Raven, how old was Val- Albert Fitty at the time he did Scrooge? Or Scrooge, not Scrooge. He had to have been pretty young because he did Annie in <laughs> like 82 or something. And he was uh-huh. like, you know, he seemed like 40 in that. So um, I'm going to say 26. You're close, but he was actually 30 on the dot. Nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was 30 years old when he played that Yeah, part. if I didn't, if I that? couldn't compare it to other stuff he was in where he was other characters, there's no way I would have guessed that because he looks amazing. Yeah. I, that's um, actually in my top five favorite versions of A Christmas Carol is the Albert Friendly musical. Great. I really love and it. I, yeah. What works really uh, well, too, is because when you have a younger Scrooge and you have the ghost of Christmas past, Scrooge can actually play himself in the past instead of having a different, like, actor that has a disconnected idea of the character, maybe. Uh, it makes, like, the overflow. Uh, Christmas Carol is such a short story. You can get done with it and, you know, Mickey time um, and really yeah. get a whole bunch of the Dickens lines still out. Um, but the the archway they did from me if you go if if Scrooge goes to hell at the end of the um of the Christmas yet to come sequence if he falls through the grave yeah. into hell and they do it yep. in that one uh, right they, and so oh. I give him a half point for that every time <laughs> although I was thinking like I just want to see one version of a Christmas Carol where Scrooge comes out and he's like yay Merry Christmas and like he shows up at his nephew's house and he's like hey I'm here you get a raise and I brought a turkey and they're just like you know what it's too fucking late 
We've been trying to get you to cheer up for years, Kate. And now you pull this shit? There's not one person who isn't like, just no. Enough oh, they all have the Christmas spirit. Oh, oh, there's my problem. <laughs> Another <laughs> yeah. really big first watch, Liz. You will freak out that I hadn't seen this before. It's uh, Bell Book and Candle. <gasps> wow. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, yep. and I love Jimmy Stewart, and I love Kim Novak, and I had never well, seen it. That's why you were asking about Kim Novak, because you asked yeah. me about her. You know, right. isn't she so absolutely I was, stunning in that movie? Like, absolutely. Like, well, in every movie, but yeah, in that one yeah, in no, particular. No, and, so, and her production still. It's a Christmas, I have a couple it's a Christmas movie. It is yeah, a and I I just haven't seen many Christmas spooky m- movies from that era, uh, but mm-hmm. I was yeah I had I was like oh man now I need to rewatch all this Kim Novak stuff and I was Ooh, researching fun. her and I found out she's 87 and she lives in Southern Oregon now and she's an artist um, and she's got a website and she's selling her art and. Like, well, I'm gonna write her a letter. I haven't yet, but I'm gonna. Nice. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but Bell Book and Candle uh is really along those lines of you know, I married a witch, a very pre yeah. you know, pre bewitched era and it's so colorful and pretty and those old timey late fifties Christmas trees that just have <laughs> so many decorations it weighs like hmm. five times as much um it's just really beautiful um and cute and then jack lemon's in it and you know ernie kovacs and her mind yeah. whatever her last name is from the music man that i can never think of <laughs> um but yeah it's oh and elsa lanchester too bright of frankenstein everyone's yeah. in it that's just <laughs> a great one that was on criterion um and you know, no one does Christmas like Criterion. Exactly. I actually haven't looked right at their list. I should do that. Uh, I yeah, watched three traditional stuff. Christmas movies this year, like the Hallmarky kind. Um, I watched oh, an okay. older one called Falling for Christmas, which had an ice skating in it. That was really the only prevalent thing about that one. Uh, and there's a stocking stuffer <laughs> episode, which makes it always better. Um, and then I watched uh, The Happiest Season on Hulu, which is the big oh, lesbian and Christmas movie. It's which... problematic. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, we'll see how it ages. It's, it's, it is a Christmas movie. Like, in every trope, Yeah, it, it's a Christmas yeah. movie. It's a little bit more woke, maybe, but it's definitely a Christmas movie. And then there's actually been two. Uh, lesbian Christmas movies out this year and I watched both of them because Marvista released one on Netflix called A New York Wedding which has got some weird, once Ooh. again guardian, guardian, sassy guardian angels and time travel um, mm. so uh, so, that? so and, and lesbians so you know, you know nothing, <laughs> you know, all those things are good so you know it, that was okay mm. uh, so, so I watched a few of those this like I said, I've been really deep diving Christmas this year. I, you know, I think it's partly because it's my new house and everything, and I'm gonna make mm. an apple pie. And speaking of which, on Christmas, 
to segue Mm -hmm. through because we should talk about the big elephant in the room or in this case the big beautiful goddess in the room Um, Diana (laughs) Princess Diana uh, uh, Wonder Woman I am taking Lily to see Wonder Woman in the theaters on Christmas Day we are going to go see it in in D-Box XD at 745 Um, so it's you know, I've been to the theater four times since they've reopened, and honestly, there's nobody there, so I actually feel pretty safe there. I bring my own alcoholic wipes and wipe down my seat before I sit in it, but you know, it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm so Wonder Woman. It's finally here after many delays, and I don't have mm-hmm. HBO Max, and I'm not planning to get HBO Max anytime soon. And honestly, a film like that deserves to be seen in theaters, as does Kong versus Godzilla. Um, you know, yep. <laughs> you know, we'll, yep. we'll talk about that at the flip side of the year when they start releasing the 2021 lineup. Um, so, I've been a Wonder Woman fan for years. Like, like a massive fan, like comic books. I actually have conscious memory of this original show with Linda Carter in my head. Uh, there's also a made-for-TV movie. People don't remember. There's actually a third Wonder Woman, a blonde chick, and she was mm-hmm. uh, uh, Crosby. Yeah, she's a swimmer, if I remember right, um, or something um, like that. I trying to remember. It's like very uh, vague I, in my memory, but I do remember watching it as a kid. Uh, but I definitely watched the original. Kathy Lee Crosby. Yes, that's it. So, uh, but Linda Carter was 76 to 77. You know, Aaron, I was thinking about this. 77 shaped most of the, my like what influenced what I would be to this point of this podcast even, right? Because yeah, I can see that. Seven. The first film I ever saw was Logan's Run. That was seventy six. Uh-huh. Peace yep. Dragon was seventy seven. So was Star Wars, and yep, so absolutely. was Wonder Woman. All these things were really important to me, and many of them still are <laughs> to this mm-hmm. day. Uh, and I was just thinking, wow, it was a really good time to be a four year old. No doubt. <laughs> there was a lot of good geekery out there. No wonder I'm so messed up. But Wonder Woman is <laughs> so she's always been there though. I mean, and I used to like Super Friends. She was my favorite character on Super Friends as well, you know. And you know, what yeah. else? Like, um I absolutely adored that like early two thousands animated one that they did, the D C universe did, where um her uh where there's it's in DC and there's zombies and, and it was, I forget the name of it. I have to look it up. Really, really good. Um, did you guys, do you know which one I'm talking about? No, with uh, uh-uh. zombies. I don't know that one. Well, yeah. And what was funny is because it initially did not get released. Cause they're like, well, a woman, a woman, you know, it had a very limited release. It was like, you know, Oh, woman, superhero won't make any money. Right. And it was the number one most demand DVD of the DC Universe collection at the time. So, um, and and they were on a roll. They did two or three really good movies in a row. Their Justice League, there was the two Justice League movies around the same time, which were basically great comics. Those were so good. Same animators. Um, You're not thinking of Wonder Woman Bloodlines, are you? No, that's new, isn't that? 
that was 20, yeah, 2019. Yeah, that's new. No, no, I know what okay. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, that's not it. No, it actually, I think it's just called Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's it's huh. 2009. I knew it was early 2000s. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. It was produced by Bruce Tim. He actually did it himself. Um, and uh, let's see, I don't know the director, Lauren Montgomery, but it's a woman. Uh, but it's an origin story. Uh, takes place in D.C. There's undead. There's monsters. It's actually and also a little bit of more because they were edging up the, the, the just this was the um, <coughs> the same person who did the Justice League: The New Frontier. Who, which is my favorite of the movies. Oh my God, yeah. it's so good. <coughs> Excuse me. Hard, hard uh, to argue, so sure. I highly, highly recommend it. Okay. I mean, it's just, and there was no other Wonder Woman property as good as that movie until the Patty Jenkins movie. Uh, which you know. I love so freaking much. Uh, how do everyone else feel about it? I mean, we obviously geek out on it. Uh, it's probably the only I watch the Linda Carter show a lot, but um, I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen. I might have seen that '74 movie you're talking about. Like now that I see screenshots of the Wonder Woman. I feel like I've seen it before. You probably have. Gone, but, you probably have. But yeah, have. yeah. I don't, know I don't think I've seen. Well, I do recommend the the 2009 movie. I really enjoy the movie, and it's pretty awesome. It to my cute. Because, um, you know, what's his name? What's the name of the pilot in Wonder Woman? I always forget. Bland Love Interest, the the, the pilot. That oh, Steve. Steve. Steve actually Colonel tries. Steve. She actually, yes. He actually does some shifty shit and tries to get her drunk to open her up. But guess what? what? It doesn't work because she's a fucking Amazon and he ends up drinking himself. <laughs> so that, that, I told you, they edge it up a little bit. So I kind of like that. And then, of course, they do a, a total, like, he's super drunk and they go to the alley and do a total shout out to the famous alley scene in Superman. Uh, you know, so, and then, of course, they copied it in the new Wonder Woman movie. So, uh, you know, I have to think that the people that Patty Jenkins people saw the animated one. I did this one, and 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 apparently the new one takes place in D.C. I was actually in D.C. at the Folklife Festival when they were filming, so that was pretty cool. Oh. I didn't get to see any of it, but it was just cool to know that they were there, right? <laughs> so, um, let's see. Uh, uh, anybody else gonna see Wonder Woman either on HBO Max or in the theaters in the next week or so? Are we gonna brave it, or are you gonna just wait? HBO Max. Um, we somehow get it free for something that we get or do. So I'm going to try hooking that up and watch it Christmas Day, I hope. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, isolating as well as I'm in about six different high-risk groups. <laughs> and I think wow. the closest movie theater is about two counties away that is uh-huh. showing a movie because we're still in phase one. We are actually backdrafted to technically phase zero. Um, our hospitals are full and have eliminated um, elective surgeries. 
So um, there's only emergency Mm. surgeries happening. That's anything that's not emergency is elective, as fun as it sounds. Like, you know, elective sounds like I'm electing to do that. No. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so uh, Roku and HBO Max finally got their heads out of their asses. So if you have HBO for Amazon or you have just regular HBO now through Roku, you have HBO Max for free. Um, and there is an HBO Max app through Roku, and they have Turner Classic Movies curated sections, which I'm so happy for because the sad cable that is around here um, doesn't have, like, Turner Classic Movies access. Uh, so that's been my joy. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um I'm actually, it's funny. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about like the lack of older movies on streaming channels. And there are a few out there uh, that have a decent selection of older ones. Criterion, obviously, uh, but that's a pay channel. Uh, But for free ones, you can canopy the library service. And there's another app called American Classics, which has a really nice selection of Westerns. Uh, But HBO Max is getting a lot of compliments for... uh, uh, bye, Natalie. I think Natalie dropped. Um, yeah, she said to say thank you for taking your call, and it was fun talking with y'all. Oh, she could have interrupted us more. I love Natalie. We love you. Call in anytime. Uh, we love so, you, Natalie. Uh, call in anytime. She said she didn't want to interrupt, but thank you. You can interrupt. <laughs> Tell her you're not interrupting. You have to interrupt me, or I'll just not shut up. So, I mean, that's I part of it. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, speaking of which, I sorry, I have to, it just came to my mind and it reminded me, Aaron, 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 guess what? Guess what? There's a rough what? cut of, there's a rough cut of FP3 out there. Nice. What? Yeah. Already in the wild? Yeah, there's a rough cut out in the wild. Not, not in the internet wild, but it does exist. It's a public Shut knowledge now. the front door. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I had to tell him. I totally forgot. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Rock. Oh, and, and the stylist got distribution. Nice. Sweet. Um, it's going to release on March 1st on Arrow, uh, D, uh, Arrow VOD, and then nice. it will go nice. to new release in June. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. So Christmas on many levels. The perfect choice. Yeah. So how long until we get it on Shutter? Well, who knows? Let let us run it. Let us make its money back first. Right. That's true. Shutter can have it. (laughs) (laughs) That's like you know, but it might it probably end up on Shutter or Amazon or something at some point. But right now, and the um the uh, Turnia Film Festival, the uh, all women horror shorts film festival, curated by our friend of the of the show, Stacey Pippi. She's actually showing the stylish short as part of the collection. So if you want to go, and that's free on Amazon, and that's on Amazon Prime. So if you want to see some really good horror shorts directed by women. Uh, above and below the line, uh, definitely go to Amazon Prime and watch that right now. So, um, see, Christmas is giving all sorts of presents. Uh, I saw the, oh, <laughs> the Creep Show holiday special. I watched that. Um, How is it? It was all right. It was great, but it was all right. It had a lot of, like, Greg Nicotero directed, so it had a lot of, like, special effects and stuff, and there's a werewolf in it. Uh, so, you know, well, 
it makes me miss money. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was entertaining enough. Uh, so, okay. um, uh, but that's it. Uh, someone was watching what was it? A family affair, Christmas, something like that. And it's like really depressing, you know. <laughs> but uh, um, you know. I was thinking about Christmas specials segueing in before Raven leaves us tonight. And, you know, as geeks, we actually celebrate a lot of quote unquote fake or unreal holidays. Um, And and sometimes we celebrate them long after the properties have gone away. For example, (laughs) life day, life day, the Christmas, the star Wars holiday. People actually celebrate that shit (laughs) for real. Uh, (laughs) You know, and that's like like mm-hmm. around Krampus, like the fourth of December. It's early, um, but you know. But today, after all, is the twenty third, which was always the day in my household we celebrated Christmas because Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are usually devoted to traveling to see family. Uh, so, uh, uh, so Christmas Eve was our night, and uh, it <laughs> became a real holiday. It's called now Festivus. Uh, and uh, Raven, you were saying that Festivus actually predates Seinfeld, which is where most people have. Uh, Aaron was saying that. Or Aaron was saying that. Or you yeah, saying yeah. I, I, I looked it up and, you know, just because I'm not a huge Seinfeld fan and I've seen Neither maybe two episodes. But um, I just want to get a little background on the, the Festivus thing if we were going to be talking about it. And it turns out it like you say, it predates the show. One of the writer's dads uh, was apparently kind of a character and he invented this holiday and came up with all these traditions for it. And they were talking about it in the writer's room and the, the guy whose dad had come up with it didn't want to make it part of the show initially. And they eventually talked him into it and saying, this is perfect for the show. This is exactly something that, the character, uh, I want to say George Costanza uh, or his dad. It's his father, father. There you go. It's it's exactly the kind of thing that he would do. So they talked him into it and it became a national thing. Uh, Like you say, way outlasting the show, which is, you know, still doing well in syndication, but people, there's a website for it. There's a Twitter account and people seriously celebrate it. In Adams Morgan in D.C., it's a big deal. Uh, they, there's a festival wow. pole and a fence where you hang your grie- or your hang your grievances up on it, and 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 they do feats of strength and the whole bit. Uh, you know, so it's kind of amazing. Uh, I, I'm not a huge Seinfeld fan either, but I do appreciate Festivus. And there's another show which I wasn't a huge fan of either, but I appreciated the fake holiday, and people still celebrate that one. And it was from a mid mid 90s, early 2000s teenage soap opera called The OC, which was on Fox, I believe. And they came up with a fake holiday called the Chris Mooka, which combines all the best things about Christmas and Annika. And they invented something called the Yamaclaws. The Yamaclaws, Google that shit. It is amazing. I own three of them. Uh, (laughs) I give them out to my Wow. Um, the Yama Claws still exists. You can still buy the official Yama Claws online. Um, if you go to the slide, you'll see one. 
um, my slideshow. Uh, so that that still exists, which I've always been amused by. And um, uh, and then of course, you know, life, you can't go on wrong with Life Day. Life Day is 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 like as big as it right can be for us. Um, <laughs> well, you can go a little wrong because isn't oh it like God, November 17th? Oh my God, I am 17th? looking at the yamaclaws. <laughs> holy, I told you it's amazing, something. right? Yeah. That, it, wow, it looks like something Cindy who would wear. Uh, the yamaclaws is much smaller than that, even. But yeah, it's, it's oh my definitely God. a size. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So I'm telling I, you, I will, this, this is like Cindy Lou Who would wear this thing. And so, all the little who's in Hillville would wear this. Trying to think, uh, did I leave off any other fake holidays we should mention? I mean, there's um, internet holidays too. I mean, you know, you've got the May the oh, Fourth yeah. be with you, which is now an official geek fake good and holiday. Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah. Revenge of the Fifth, and of course, I've been playing um, Wham- Whamageddon, which is a Christmas <laughs> thing. I I'm still alive. How are you? Are you really? Yeah. Um, we went to pick up Indian food, and some jerk had his car window open and was blasting it. It's not oh, like I even. I, I I was collateral damage, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> not cool. Last year, but I yeah, um, exactly eight days. Oh man, just pissed me off. Not even my own radio or TV, and I'm already out. But um, yeah, we should talk about. Uh, LV-426, which is celebrated April 26th, of course. That's Aliens Day. Uh, uh-huh. There's Towel Day for uh, May 25th, where we celebrate the genius that is Douglas Adams and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right uh, there's International Talk Like a Pirate Day, YAR, which you hey, know my little pirate is deeply personal to me. And yeah. then um, from your neck of the woods originally, there's 420. Oh, oh. The ultimate fake holiday, which is not so fake right? anymore. Um, so yeah, <laughs> have you been, have you played or do you know what Whamageddon is, Raven? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm alive. Have you, you're alive. Well, you're alive. Mm. I'm good. Yeah. So you you one out of three of us is is whammed. That's actually pretty good statistics. Yeah. You know, usually it's <laughs> like two out of three. Last year I was at a I was actually at a with liquor, like a hard liquor tasting, and I was two or three shots into the liquor tasting when it came on, right in the middle of the liquor tasting. You can imagine Not my response. Cool. <laughs> I started Not laughing cool. so loud. I scared the shit out of people. <laughs> I was like, no! And then, like, a very, and even if that hadn't happened, uh, I went to, I forget what movie I even went to see. I went to, I always go to a movie on Christmas, right? I got in the car mm-hmm. after the movie, and it was the last time I was in the car before Christmas. It was Christmas Eve, like at 7 o'clock. And guess what came on the radio? And it was the talk show radio. That I, yeah. I was mad. I was like, <laughs> I was like so I got double That's whammed. cold. Double whammed. I might have been frozen. I think it might have been frozen. I'm out of frozen, too. Yeah, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last year was Frozen Two. This year it's Wonder Woman. Um, so uh, Raven, are you you wanted to pop off at ten? Do you want to you want to pop yeah. off? So <laughs> tell, tell us, uh, tell us any, any of the things you have to do, um, and and 
what you're looking forward to, air your grievances, because it is Festivus, um, before you leave, and what you're looking <laughs> forward to in 2021, and we'll see you in January. Uh, <laughs> grievances. Uh, it's just, I, I am not a fan of this timeline. Uh, this reality, I reject. <laughs> I this is the do darkest timeline. Think, You're right. Therefore, I do not exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe I'll exist in 2021. That sounds like a great place to start. Uh, don't forget to the really super 70s, 1977 Flintstone Christmas is on HBO Ooh. Max. Oh. It's so nice. dumb. You need to watch it. <laughs> That's important. We'll remember that. Yes. So watch all the bad Christmas specials. It's it's important. We'll so. Yep. <laughs> all right, Laven. Well, we love you, and thank you for surviving the worst season of our lives. And I mean, mm. uh, but we are here. We're still we're still standing strong, or at least lying down That's strong. It. One of the two. Yeah. I don't know which. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and, and Mary happy. Uh, so you too, guys. Go, go hibernate for a couple of weeks and we'll see you at Oscar time. Sounds great. All right. Much love. And, and uh, Aaron, we're going to take a quick, uh, a quick break. I'm going to go refill my coffee and change your notes. And then we're going to change to uh, Mandalorian talk. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Thank you. Nothing. It's a card from my dad. What is it? Wait. <laughs> Dear son, happy Festivus. What is Festivus? It's nothing. It's nothing. When George was growing George, up, no. his father no. hated all the commercial and religious aspects of Christmas, yeah. so he made up his own holiday. Oh, and another piece of the puzzle falls into place. All right. And instead of a tree, didn't your father put up an aluminum pole? Oh, George, no. stop it. Weren't there feats of strength that always ended up with you crying? I can't take it anymore. I'm going to watch. You have me now. <laughs> I got your message. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? Well, tell me everything, huh? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. <laughs> and at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. <laughs> This new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back. I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. Hello, Frank. Hello, woman. Well, happy Festivus. What is that? Is that the pole? George, Festivus is your heritage. It's part of who you are. That's why I hate it. It's a big dinner Tuesday night at Frank's house. Everyone's invited. George. You're forgetting how much Festivus has meant to us all. I brought one of the cassette tapes. Read that poem. I can't read it. I need my glasses. You don't need glasses. You're just weak. You're weak. Leave him alone! 
right, George. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't fight the We had some good times. They nailed you on the 20 G's? Busted gold. <laughs> it's made from aluminum. Very high strength to weight ratio. I find your belief system fascinating. <laughs> hey! Happy Festivus, everyone! <laughs> Welcome, newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now... You're going to hear about it. You, Kruger, my son tells me your company stinks. Oh, God. Quiet, you'll get yours in a minute. Kruger, you couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I lost my train of thought. Jerry. Glenn, how did you know I was here? Kramer told me. Another Festivus miracle. I guess this is the ugly girl I've been hearing about. Hey, I was in a schwitz for six hours. Give me a break. Gwen. Gwen, wait! Ah! Bad lighting on the porch. Hey, how did my horse do? He had to be shot. And now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. This year, the honor goes to Mr. Kramer. Uh-oh. Oh, gee, Frank, I'm sorry. I gotta go. I have to work a double shift at H&H. &H. I thought you were on strike. Yeah, well, I caved. I mean, I really had to use their bathroom. Frank, no offense, but this holiday's a little... out there. Hey, Kramer, you, you can't go. Who's gonna do the feats of strength? How about George? Good thinking, Cougar. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Oh, please, somebody stop this. Let's rumble! I said you can take him, Georgie. Right, come on, be sensible. Stop crying and fight your father. Ow! Ow, I got This is I the know. best Festivus ever! <laughs> and we're back. And that was Seinfeld and the story of Festivus. So, um... I wasn't a huge Heidenfeld fan, but I knew a lot of people that were. And I do think Festivus has a lot of value, Aaron. Hmm. Yeah. It, it certainly has a longevity that's outlasted the show. Hey, you know, I mean, we still celebrate, even if Star Wars wasn't revived by, you know, Disney. I mean, a lot of people don't realize there was, for us, there was a period where there was no Star Wars. Nothing. You know, between right. the original and the prequels, there was nothing, you know, so, <laughs> you know, that there's Star Wars everywhere is, is, is a different world than what we were growing up in, if you know what I'm saying. Because remember how people used to, like, uh, grill George Lucas, what are you going to do one, two, and three, yeah. huh? What are you going to do one, two, and three? He's like, I don't want to <laughs> do one, two, and three. I don't want to do one, two, and three. I will someday maybe do one, two, and three. Okay, I'll do one, two, three. I like, how do you do one, two, and three? You know, it was for years. It was like that. <laughs> so, but yeah. life day endured. People, even though yeah, the although... holiday special, I mean, I watched it first run. <laughs> I know you watched the original holiday special. Oh, yeah. Run. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, was, I, was, um, what, I was too young to understand how bad it was. 
Well, see, that's just it. I, I was of the age where that and then uh, I guess one or two years, no, one year before the um, science fiction uh, awards show where William Shatner uh, covered Elton John, Rocket Man, yeah, were like that's... the two seminal events where, you know, all my geek friends and I the next day at school were like, oh, my God, did you see that? What the heck was that? Oh, and, you know, we all were embarrassed of it. But now we embrace it with love. But now we oh. embrace it and love it for the, I don't know, catch value of it, I guess. We celebrate a day of peace, a day of harmony. <laughs> I can call that open anytime I want, so be careful. Oh, God. Get me off. I'm bringing out coked out Princess Leia singing a Christmas to live, Star Wars song. To love, to yeah. learn. Yeah, no. But yeah, I, if, if only we had half the coke she was on. Lyrics to the theme to Star Wars. Those are the lyrics to the theme of Star Wars. So. Oi. Yeah. Anyway, so. But again, but, like like when you learn that there are uh, lyrics to the Star Trek theme, it it's not a good thing. It doesn't make you proud. There's it's, lyrics to you know, Suicide is Painless, the MASH theme. No, no. That's good, though. And that was in the movie, though. So that's no, okay. Sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, I, I, you're right. You're right. It gives a pass because of the movie. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that, that we're discussing Star Wars because, you know, last episode, um, I didn't get to bring up uh, when we were talking about, you know, great TV of the past year. Um, I didn't get to bring up the Clone Wars, the final season. And yeah. Those last. Holy shit, those last four episodes, if you made those a movies, that would be one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. Seriously, like maybe right behind A New Hope. It might, for me, go Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope, and then... Clone Wars final season, those last four episodes. I, I actually that a movie. am going to go out on a limb and say that the last finale of Clone Wars was better than the season finale of Mando. Um, I would agree with you. Um, I, I, it, 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 I'm not taking away from Mando, but I think as, as a Star Wars property, I felt more satisfied with it than I did with the Mando. And we're going to talk about Mando. And yes, folks, spoiler, we are going to spoil <laughs> the fuck out of the finale for Mando. So if you don't want to listen for the next half hour or so, um, we also are going to talk about the Lego holiday special, which actually is pretty wonderful. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So we have a lot, but yes, we are going to talk Mando uh, right now because I, I could, you know, it's Christmas. I always talk about, if you look at our podcast, you'll notice most of the Christmas specials <laughs> have to do with Star Wars. Uh, so, because there's always a big Star Wars movie coming out, right? At least there used to be. Right on. Yeah. Three years and ago, this, is... this week was the release of um, the, the the Ryan Johnson movie, the Jedi, you yep, know. And, Jedi. And I honestly, I, I yeah, I'm still, the, you know, a lot of people hate that movie. I will still defend it. I think it's mostly good. Um, it's yeah, easily it... the strongest of the final trilogy. I mean, oh, Abrams, Star Wars, Wars oof. <laughs> Third the third one, one is insulting. not 
The Rise of Skywalker is not just the worst Star Wars movie ever, and it is, but it is also one of, I, I would go out on a limb and say the worst script of the year for that it, year. It, it, it's it, it's uh, just a fucking mess. Uh, and, and and believe me, messy scripts and Star Wars go together. Like, you know. It's from the jump, uh, from the absolute beginning. Um, there was a, a young lady that we just recently lost, and I'm going to blank on her name right now, but we just lost her um, either the very beginning of the year or the end of last end of last year, and she cleaned up George Lucas. Well, I mean, sort of cleaned up, <laughs> cleaned up as much as anyone could. George's uber arch dialogue, which you know, if you ask the actors. Um, there's that famous quote from Harrison Ford, you can write it, but that doesn't mean I can say it because <laughs> yeah. it's garbage. Um, it, there's a reason why um, Leia says, I love you. And Han says, I know has become such a classic Han or Harrison Ford made up the line in response. Well, uh, because he... it was originally scripted to be um, just remember that till I get back, dude. My dude, no, Han's not gonna. No, stop. And so, so that goes. George back has to recently. The... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Finish your shot. Finish your shot. Go ahead. I was just gonna say George Lucas very recently said, uh, defended his arch dialogue by saying, "Yeah, they're in a different universe where that arch dialogue is how they communicate with each other, and uh, that's part of what it's supposed to be. It's that." Um, not heightened reality, not alternative reality, but he made some sort of excuse like that. And it's like, okay, but you know, you've got people in the here and now watching that and you're trying to communicate to them. And if if you've got somebody laughing at that, then is it working for you, my dude? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I am your quintessential Star Wars fan in that I have a love-hate relationship. With Star Wars and with George Lucas, um, I'm totally with you that uh, the Clone Wars, uh, the final season, uh, last few episodes are as good or better than Mando season two, which was spectacular. But um, I, I have some there... mixed feelings about Mandalorian. I've had some mixed feelings from the beginning. Now, mostly mixed to positive. Don't get me wrong, but I feel okay. sometimes I find some some notes. It's uh, usually it hits. Right. The overall atmosphere mm-hmm. with the whole lone cub and wolf, you know, wolf and, you know, oh, wolf yeah. and vibe is amazing. Um, the yep. score is even more amazing. Um, yes. You know, this guy is this Oscar winner. You know, he did Black Panther and it feel, you know, and it's got that whole spaghetti Western vibe and the science fiction mixed together. It's what Firefly totally. should have been. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Because Firefly, you know, goes to western towns and stuff, but they literally look like Little House on the Prairie. This feels <laughs> like a western, but looks like science fiction, which is what as I think. As, it... Go ahead. I was just going to say, as much as I love Firefly and Serenity, and I could talk that with you all night, um, I've Me often too. said <laughs> I liked Firefly better when it was called Cowboy Bebop. And yeah, and and, and all and all the all the the things that I'm criticizing Firefly on were fixed in the Serenity movie. 
the Serenity movie mm. is a Western from beginning to end, and it's and it's actually very good. Uh, and it yep. like tied up, and it's got it tied up a lot of things. It has one of the most horrible geek deaths of all time in it, which you know, uh, yeah. the first time you see that, it's just like, wow. I, I couldn't even register the rest of the movie, to be honest with you. That's what I said. <laughs> Natalie and I saw that in the theater, and we were just like, oh, my God, that's so jarring. I'm completely thrown out of the movie now. I'm, I need, like, a, an hour or two to, to process like this before I could even go on. for real or something for a minute, you know, and I didn't oh. have time for that. Uh, you know, it's like, right? oh. Yeah. It, it, oh my God, that was like jarring as fuck. But but Star Wars in Mandalorian is up this. Okay, let's talk about season two. First of all, like I love that the second episode had a dragon on Tatooine in it, only because yes. it was the madness and we were still it was still October. We were still watching horror films and monster movies, and I couldn't believe that. that and that was the episode <laughs> I gave a bonus to. And I could not believe yeah. that when I did that, it actually had a dragon. And I didn't know. <laughs> you know, it was perfect. Uh, so you've had incredible luck, actually, with the madness <laughs> tying into things that are going on beforehand. Always. Yeah, always. Like the evil clown thing was uh, when I did evil yep. clowns that year. The evil clown thing ha- hadn't started yet. It, exactly. it, it happened. I, I had I had announced the evil uh, in April, and the first sightings were in June, something like that. Yep. So yeah, no, I, I you know it, sometimes it's like sentient slimes. <laughs> the the oil spill was happening. That's why I picked it then, and I was not eight. I was nine months pregnant uh, during Bad Baby Blues. Uh, you know, so you know there was that going on. But but sometimes I mean yeah, I, I just like the year I did Darkness, and then like Supernatural's main character, evil character that year was Darkness. So I was like, holy shit, yep. how does that even work? Um, <laughs> So um, madness, just perfect. Madness is always timely. I've always liked that about it, even when I don't mean it to be. But Mando, <laughs> Mandalorian. Okay, so we got the cute little Yoda thing, and uh, and then the only, someone someone called this season of Mandalorian uh, the, the the launch off of other better shows. Oh, because. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I was, actually, I think Jason Tross might have been the one that said that. I might be paracloding. That's, that's right. You're right. Said. I did see him do that. Thank yeah. you said that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in Facebook jail, so I can't ask him, wait, wait, what do you mean by that? Jaytro, yeah. if you're listening to that, what did you mean by that? <laughs> well, I think it was because, like, you had the uh, Rosario Dawson playing, uh, you know, yeah. a, a Soscatano. Soscatano. Which, uh, which was actually good. I, I, I oh, she of, was perfect. Uh, actually, uh, the, my favorite duel in this show this season was her duel with the with the best uh, spar uh, uh, spear and the lightsaber. Yeah, that was cool. You know, to that see, was pretty to, amazing. See, to see something that actually has a chance against a Jedi is rare in the Star Wars universe. Like, you know. Luke goes in and just wiped out all those troopers like they were butter. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> I mean, um, they were about there to was get recently their an article. And Luke just walked in and went boosh. Oh my god, but it was so good. It was I, I've I've read so many posts by fans saying this is what we were owed 
in the uh, the last trilogy. This is the Luke that they they promised us, and uh, I think we're both on the same page as far as the Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson's vision and shaking it up and not being so slavish to the whole thing. So I, yeah, I, I'm not willing to go that far, it. but God damn, it was satisfying to see Luke back in action. And yes, I did yell like a little fangirl when I saw it was an X-Wing and I knew who was going to be on there. Oh, as soon as you saw yeah. it was an X-Wing, you knew it was him. It had to be him. I said to Mary, well, I think I've got a pretty good idea. So, <laughs> and then I, I, I guess it was the shot above on the gantry with the black hood and the black glove on the one hand, but and and the green saber was when I actually screamed. Well, yeah, the green <laughs> the green saber was the big giveaway. I'm like, that's Luke's saber. I know Luke's saber anywhere. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like like ingrained in oh. us. Like Lily, Lily actually asked me. She goes, "What color is Ray's lightsaber?" I go yellow. Like, like I know, I know all the Jedi's fucking sabers, except for the black, the yeah. dark saber. Turns out, is not a Jedi saber. is a, It's a Mandalorian saber. Uh, yeah. So you know, so uh, that was new canon, I think, for for Star no, Wars. No, well, that was uh, that was from Clone Wars, the animated oh, Clone that's Wars. Right. It is Clone Wars, and they did connect a lot to Clone Wars this year. I mean, what's her yeah. name? Yeah, and Sackoff. Uh, I was just going to say same character. Exactly right. Katie Sackhoff is uh, Bo-Katan in both the anime Clone Wars and the live-action Mandalorian. And she kicks ass! I I will have to say it was pretty hot and sexy to see four beautiful, badass women taking on a Star Destroyer. Like, boarding that fucker. And it wasn't Mando. Mando was doing a covert sneak to go get Grogu. No, they were the ones walking through the front fucking door. And and what was cool about it is that they weren't, like, you know, the problem is a lot of superhero women is, like, they're they're just, you know, you can't touch them. They have plot shields. None Mm. of these characters have plot shields. So they get their asses kicked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's cool. Yeah. But they also do have plot shields because they're being spun off into their own shows, which is an issue. See, that's that's why I think Jason's uh, criticism was because yeah, I mean we're gonna get what how like what's her name uh, the one that plays the soldier on the show she's Gina Carla Carli, Carlini is that her name? Um, Kara. Kara Dune. Okay, she is going to do the uh, Star Wars of the New Republic show, right? She's going to star in that. The rumor um, is she's going to be in Rangers, but I don't know that that's been confirmed, actually. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not a hundred percent. We do know that you know Ming Na and and uh, what's his name is going to be yep. Boba Fett, and and yes, yep, that's the book of Boba Fett, is, baby. I will have to say that shot actually geeked me out a little bit more than Luke. Because Luke, <laughs> I knew it was Luke by the fighting style, and and honestly, it's good, but it's not perfect. Yeah. The animated the animated makeup yeah. doesn't quite work, but it works well enough, right? It, it, you know, but them sitting in in Jabba's like watching both that sit down on Jabba's throne, yeah, and then and then like them grab the blue milk and drink it, and I'm like, holy shit! Did Boba Fett just take over the underworld? I'm sure in. Looks like <laughs> I'm fucking in. Now I do wish we would get more Timothy Oliphant 
which was in episode two, the guest star, and he, for some reason, had Boba Fett's armor. Um, I, I hope we yep. get to see more of him, and that would be a cool side note to see him like marshal a small Tatooine town like that. That you know, I think the, that would be cool. The fans have actually started a petition to get him his own spinoff. Um, as busy as he is doing other things, it kind of seems unlikely, but you never know. Um, I I will watch you, Timothy Oliphant in anything. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up a good point, though. Um, between Boba Fett, uh, the book of Boba Fett, uh, Shocker at the end of the credits, and the appearance of Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, those are huge fucking secrets. And in this day and age, they were able to keep those secrets until the actual release? That's well, insane. See, I actually knew that Luke Skywalker was possibly in this season because I read something like, but it was not confirmed. Same with the Boba Fett <laughs> spinoff, but it was see, never I read fully lots confirmed. of stuff that was speculating, but I didn't hear anything, you know, rumors are saying. It was just, you know, what if kind of stuff. But there was one article that said, they actually thought that the Jedi that was going to pick up Grogu was Luke. And and, okay. and 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 I actually, if you thought about it, it would it actually canon wise makes sense it would be him on so many levels. The one article I remember seeing said here are the four or five Jedi that could yeah, have been. No, caught. I read that one too. No, this was different. This okay. was this was okay. something else. Like because they thought he was going to appear appear earlier in the show. Like, no, he's part of the finale. Yeah, I was kind of hoping. You know? <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, uh, those, those guys that saved them from the spiders, they're, they're in the new show. They get their own show. They're part of the, right new, on. the new Republic show, right? The Rangers of the New Republic. Is that what it's called? What is yeah. It? I always, yeah, and, yeah. So and that's actually that. the, uh, the, the latest Star Wars thing. meme is actually every character in the entire Star Wars universe is getting their own uh, show. Um, there's a, a character in Empire Strikes Back who, uh, when uh, the cloud city of Bespin is being evacuated and everyone's freaking out, runs across the screen carrying an ice cream maker. And uh, he's like this little bit of Star Wars trivia that only – the deeply disturbed, very, very way <laughs> too into it, Star Wars fans know about. Um, there's a part of most conventions where uh, they do a running of this character where people just dress up on as him with ice cream makers and they do a little dash <laughs> across the convention floor. <laughs> and uh, my favorite meme so far is him getting his own show. I really enjoyed the Lego um, Star Wars movie because it did kind of kitchen sink the whole series. Like I thought, it, and yeah, they they actually referenced the uh, the uh, ice cream maker on that uh, yes, special too. And yeah, I liked it much better than I thought I would too. It, it was very geekery. Um, they make a lot of shout outs to fandom out there, um, and 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 it was actually pretty. In some ways, it kind of was better. It treated the, the the sequels better than actually the sequels themselves. <laughs> you know, it was like that's very well said. Life. I agree with that. You know, uh, but it, it was good. It, I enjoyed. it. I watched it today actually. So I, I like how the emperor's <laughs> a little bitch boy. Ooh, you know. <laughs> 
You know, and, and, and yeah, and that was fun. Kylo Ren's like, Woohoo, I'm sitting this way, I'm sitting this way <laughs> in the first chair. Uh, you know, but there were some geek moments that actually kind of geek, surprisingly geeked me out. Like at one point, but Darth Vader fights himself, and I'm like, yep. I never thought I would see that. <laughs> you know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, and, if, and have you played any of the Lego Star Wars games? No, I haven't. Oh, I you've got to. They are so much fun. Much. You know, you can, yeah. that might change after Christmas, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We need to bring more games. Well, I know your your thing is primarily movies and TV, but in the fandom, gaming is such a huge thing. And for oh, no, the second I time, I agree. We need more gaming. It, like Queenie was my gamer girl. You know, right? She, the, Queenie was the one that like did all the gaming stuff, and I know that Raven does some. Uh, but yeah, well, no, I, meant to I, mention, I, I, I do um, think it's a part of it that I need to address more. Uh, I, me- I meant to mention that they just uh, held the um, Game of the Year thing uh, where they do their awards show, and it had amazing numbers, 8.3 million people all watching at the same time, which, you know, 2020, those numbers are kind of nuts. And the Game of the Year is uh, The Last of Us Part Two once again, a yeah. horror game. A post-apocalyptic yeah. horror game. So that game it's, it's really in your well. wheelhouse. It's it's right there in your bailiwick. Um, and and Lily plays something on the web. What is it called? Among Us, which is a mm. kind of a knockoff of the thing. Like there's an imposter, yeah, and you have to figure or out the game like, werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, who it is? And she also plays one called Piggy, which is like a slasher game. Where the the pig is the serial killer, and you can either be piggy or you can be the victim, and you have to hide That's from. Awesome. Yeah, so you know those games are all thriving because of COVID. Um, animal uh, was at Animal Crossing, which by the way I'm not a fan of, but is supposedly really good for treating anxiety. Like they actually That's what I heard. it for anxiety, uh, but it was a hot ass seller. Hot ass seller. That's one of the reasons why GameStop held out an extra two weeks. I swear they were trying to get to that launch. <laughs> so uh, uh-huh. it was right at COVID, like right in March. And I remember like, no, you're got to close. You're not essential. We're essential in a <laughs> pandemic. And you know what? They kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, you know, and so that's all going down. But uh, so Mandalorian was like, like one of the few shining spots during COVID and the boys. God damn. Oh yeah. Uh, You know, I'm really impressed with all the good genre this year. And I'm glad that even though things got really, really weird this summer for me, that we're still here and you're still here. And I hope, I don't know what the podcast is going to look like starting next year. (laughs) Uh, It might might evolve into something different. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. But it, I know that you will be with me on the journey in some capacity. Uh, so that's always good. Maybe we'll go to video. We'll have to actually put on makeup and brush our hair and wear pants. Oh, no. Are uh, we going to have to zoom? No, no, no. If, if you stay seated no, while you zooming. zoom, you no, never no, need no. pants. I would, I would never zoom. Um, I, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, the one I want to use is called StreamYard. First of all, it has a duck oh. in the logo. Um, StreamYard is what yeah. we use during the FP Fest, and the interface with Facebook is amazing because you can actually nice. 
you can the live chat on Facebook. You could actually grab a screen capture of one of the comments and throw it on the screen in real time. Hmm. It's really cool. So I'm thinking something along those lines. And and I, I did I have, and, and you can listen to me on the web before. Um, I'm also, don't forget, I have the Santa Jaws episode on Sandman and Critique. But listen to every episode yeah. of that show. And the stocking stuffers in particular are just amazing. And she did review Christmas on the Square and Santa Jaws and uh, uh, <laughs> the, uh, very, the New York Wedding and Happiest Season and Christmas Chronicles 2. She did all those movies. So listen to those podcasts. They run from usually a half an hour to an hour at the most. They're not very long. They're excellent. Um, also, you can listen to me. I was um, There's a, a video podcast there and called 30 Day Horror Challenge. It's the website, and they sometimes throw a Facebook Live up. And they, inv- cool. they uh, invited me on last week, and we talked uh, Christmas Horror for an hour. So that's on the web, too. Uh, so, so all those things are there. Uh, so, uh, we're going to take a break, Aaron, and then like okay. come back in January and we're going to do our top 20 of, of our top 10 of, we might, maybe we'll mm. do a top, maybe we'll do it a top 10. Cause usually what we do is we read our top five live and we have a top 10. Maybe we'll do a top, uh, a, a 20 and do a top 10 since we've been, kind of stuck at home and we probably have seen a lot more <laughs> stuff this year. Like I said, I'm pretty sure every film I saw in the theaters is going to make it to the list. <laughs> wow. So, because only because I saw them in the theaters. <laughs> so, uh, um, one of those is a Kira 3D, uh, Kira in 4K, which is like, can I, I might add that to an honorable mention because I mean, that was like one of the best films I saw this year, but the film is what? 30 years old now, 20 years old. So Is it really? Yeah. Oh, God. That's I know. insane. It makes me old. Uh, thank <laughs> you. I mean, so, um, so, air your grievances, Mr. Kogan. What grievances do you have to air before we leave tonight? Oh, they're all politics. Let's not even talk about that. I, oh, I hate everybody. You hey, know that. Um, you know how much I hate, <laughs> okay, you know, let's we can talk some politics. We've been really good. All right. Um, let's do it. <laughs> I want to, I'm not going to say too much though. Okay. You know how much I hate Pompeo and William Barr? Like I hate them. Yes. Like, like I hate them more than I hate Trump. Like I don't hate Trump. I, I hate them. Uh, William really? Barr surprised me because he actually redeemed himself a little bit. And only because mm. even he can't deal with the bullshit that's happening. Do you think though <laughs> it's him redeeming? Or do you think it's him? All right, you're going to force me out. Eh, I'm going to do this to you on my way out the door. Oh, he's going to throw his hands up in the air and say, "Fuck you!" I, I you know, they're all like that. They all turn their backs yeah. on each other. Uh, but uh, you know, there's a small possibility that when we come back on, Aaron, that we will be in a government yeah. overthrow or a shutdown. Because as yes. of this time right now, the defense bill has been uh, vetoed. And I know that doesn't sound like much, folks, but I'm doing this for documentary purposes. If everyone listens to the radio, listens to the show ever uh-huh. again. Um, but yeah, they and he's about to veto the COVID bill, which would shut down the government because it's attached to the, the yeah, government. Yeah, the, the bill was written with a, a veto-proof majority. If, well, not if the COVID the bill. The Republicans just the, stick to their 
fucking Fence vote. Bill, yes. No, no, but uh, the the Dems are putting together uh, a stripped down two thousand dollar get it done. We'll have the bill for you by tomorrow ten a.m. I know. Vote on it I, or I, I, go I, home I, and I, tell I your constituents well, we decided not to give you two thousand dollars. I would jump on that. I don't know too, until he changes his no. mind. But I will say. <laughs> And all this bullshit that he's done, all these pardons, and, you know, I'm not even upset about the Russian pardons. Those were all going to happen, whatever. I, You know, go go pardon your cronies. I don't give a fuck. The four Blackwater people, yeah, I give a fuck yeah. about that because they murdered, yeah. murdered people in the streets. Like, they just mowed them down. A nine-year-old like boy. Oh, my For God. For there was a doctor in there, uh, you know. There was businessmen in there. Just, I mean, it was they wanted to kill people. people. <laughs> yeah, random people just... were in that shot. Uh, they kill, uh, mm. you know. It was it, and and all the time and effort to actually get the conviction on that, and that all went away. Uh, you know, because it took years and flying people out, and it because it, it's not easy to convict even a contracting soldier because you know war yeah. crimes are war crimes. You have to be yep. able to prove a war crime. It's it's a big deal. Um, and but these guys were convicted of war crimes, and you now they get to walk it out while yeah. those Iraqi families forever will suffer, and of it because of their loss. Uh, so fuck and, that. Uh, but but huh. even a broken clock is right twice a day. I say that about Trump every occasionally, because uh-huh. in the middle of all those pardons. He did a fuck ton of mid to low level drug offenders and got them out, and it was because well, of that. That's not bad. That, yeah, that one lady that he that uh, I guess it was Kim Kardashian convinced him to pardon. Yeah. She actually yeah. convinced him to pardon like twenty more people. So right on. forward. Not I like that part a lot. That part is you know once again when it comes to drug offenses and and crime reform on that level the only thing mm-hmm. he's done consistently right. Oh, my God. Well, going by the uh, Republican National Convention, uh, I'd say uh, Don Jr. might be the next one who should get one uh, pardon for future drug offenses. I, I've always I said mean, just that. Allegedly. Allegedly. Jail, but, his, but his kids might go to jail. Jesus. Ooh. Well, we no, got- no. I you know, as we talk, uh, he is still unindicted co-conspirator number one in a case where his lawyer went to jail for doing what he said. There's That's no true. way on God's good green earth that anyone else on this planet would not be in prison for that. Ah, the guy the that he told to do that in, went to jail. Evil hmm? genius is calling in. Should I let her on? Uh, I think I'll evil let her genius. On. Please do. Hello, evil genius. You're on with the sexy witch. Hello. 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 How are you doing? We've been talking about you a lot tonight. Why? Because you don't want to see Krampus, but you have seen things scarier than that even. Yeah, I know. Krampus, the thought of Krampus scares me. I mean, he tortures kids of the living. It's kind of true. That's kind of his job. (laughs) He's very good at it. Not so much in the movie, but still, you're right. I don't think I would like to see Krampus torturing people. That's such a child's fear. Yeah, sure. Hey, 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 evil genius. Sing your Christmas COVID carol to Aaron real quick. (laughs) 
right. only one. It's only one line, but it's good. So anyway. That. It's a 2020 Christmas. It's the worst year of them all. It's really sucking because of COVID 19 this year. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Woo! Now it's immortalized. Bravo! Okay. Yeah, she's been singing. COVID. She's been singing like COVID, catching COVID Christmas <laughs> carols all day. So. Um, <laughs> That's what we need right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Lily, are you excited to go see Wonder Woman on Christmas Day? Yeah. Yeah? That was really uh, enthusiastic. <laughs> no, I'm, no, just thinking of... It's like, I would be enthusiastic, but now the COVID-19 has been going on for so long that every, that I'm bleh. Huh. That I just can't say bleh, and I don't think you'll understand what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know that there's, there's this ad, Aaron, on CNN. I know you watch CNN, so you've probably seen it. about. No, with, no, uh, I don't. Okay. Oh, well, Anderson Cooper and that other guy who hosts the New Year's show every year on CNN. And I, they do I a, saw the two of them on um, Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Well, they did a, a production number commercial. You can Google it. And it was like, 21 <laughs> might not suck. <laughs> that is their New Year's commercial. Watch our show. Okay. I need to see that. Might not suck. That's like, that is this year. We're hoping, like, we're none of us are looking forward to 2021 because the darkness is still ahead of us, not behind us, as Fauci is. Mm. We're going to have a really rough two months True. coming up. Um, but we're all, like, hopeful that by the, like, spring to summer, things might actually, uh, the Olympics might get to go on this year. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. You know, if we get our poop together, there's an outside chance we could have conventions and a, a semi-normal life at the end of next year. I mean, uh, we still, you know, as of this date, don't have any fucking national plan to roll out this vaccine, which is just insane. But, yeah, and, if and we, we get, you know... And we under martial law in 20 days, so, you know, maybe uh, that will happen. Yeah. Good God. Andy Cohen, that's his name. Andy, Andy Cohen. Cohen. That's right. All right, Lily, without getting too um, R-rated, air your grievances for Festivus real quick. What? You're supposed to, today (laughs) is Festivus, you're supposed to air your grievances. What's the one worst thing that happened to you this year, other than the divorce, let's not talk about that. Um, What's the one worst thing that happened to you this year? Period. Yeah, I'm going to say that distance learning sucks. We want to get out of distance learning. We're done with it, right, Lily? Sure. Yeah, fuck distance learning. Natalie, must, I'm sure it's not easy for her either. Um, it's a whole bunch of new skills to try and master and get everything together. But, you know, it's a hell of a lot safer than the alternative. I mean, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about her school, but 
people tested positive. Yeah, until we get the stuff under lock. I, I had an option to send Lily back in January for hybrid learning, and I chose and, they, and I chose not to. And it turns out they didn't have a choice anyways in the end because the metrics aren't there. But, you know, right. I, I'm like, we're not going to be out of this in January. So, no. And, I, no. and this is knowing full on that Lily cannot hate this important, right? Because I'm taking that into factor, too. Uh, so, but fingers crossed, evil genius, everything will be better by the spring, right? At least yeah, in- I hope. <laughs> Middle school's coming up, so. You don't have idiots. I hope distant learning isn't in middle school, because distant learning middle school is worse than normal middle school, and middle school is the most hell out of all hell. It it is. Middle school is hell. I I agree with you on that. Uh, (laughs) uh, You don't have idiots protesting wearing masks and things out there, do you? Oh my God! We had that big uh, uh, Proud Boys uh, uh, mask to, uh, thing two weeks ago. Matter of fact, yeah. they were not there to protest. They were there looking for a fight. And guess what? Yeah. Tifa is like, okay, if you want to fight, we'll punch you back. And so they were fighting. And you know, this is D.C. Portland. They like to fight all the time. They throw shit. They, oh my God. Okay. They it, murder it's people in area. Portland. Well, they it's D.C. DC is a chocolate city. Are you out there, CC? They ain't gonna take that from the <laughs> Proud Boys. And people got stabbed, not once, but twice. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> you know, if you come to DC and spout your racist bullshit, we are going to stab you. That's what happens. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's it's there. They're next. As you know, as a matter of fact, it was so funny because the, the cops were like. Don't stay in these hotels. Don't stay in these hotels because yeah. you're going to get to fight with the other protesters. And they're like, we're going to stay in these hotels anyway. We <laughs> like these hotels. It's because they were looking for a fight. Damn. They absolutely mm. were picking a fight this time. They're provocateuring. Uh, you know what, though? You know, it, we'll see. Uh, we're going to definitely come back for at least one more episode talking about Oscars and movies. But it might be a very different world we're living in now in in, in the next month. So fingers crossed. Happy happy Hanukkah, even though we missed Hanukkah, but I'm still happy Hanukkah to you, Aaron. Happy belated Hanukkah. And then happy Yule and and to Natalie and happy Festivus to all of us and the rest of us. I have to tell you just really, really quickly, um, Natalie set up her altar for Yule and had the candles going. And uh, one of our cats uh, here, jumped up on the altar and singed her whiskers and took off on flames. So um, I don't know if that's representative of 2020 or foreshadowing of 2021, but just I'm saying, watch your ass. Okay. Watch your asses. That's a good one. Uh, We will be back uh, Oscar, uh, the week of the Oscars. I don't know what day it'll be yet, but we'll get there. So that's about a four week hiatus which is what we've been doing anyways right now. But um, yeah. I, I don't, like I said, I don't know how, what the podcast will look like in January. We'll definitely come back and do the traditional one then. And then I'll see what I'm doing. I might go video. We might evolve. I don't know yet. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, cool. Not, you know, uh, it, you know, I might not have as much time to do it as I used to. 
Uh, so, yeah. you know, and there's that too. So there's a lot of factors, but I'm also still trying to get my own shit together, as you know. So I, I'm my first Christmas on my own. So we'll see what happens there. I'm uh, saying on my own in the shower today. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I've, everyone out there, be safe, wear your masks. Happy Yule, happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas. And happy Life Day and Festivus and Christmas and all the fake holidays out there that everyone celebrates other than Christmas and Kwanzaa and Boxing Day, which aren't fake. Uh, so, uh, Aaron, I love you. And thank you for being on this journey. And next year we're going to be in a movie. We'll have to see it together. <laughs> Absolutely. And oh. so much love to you and to the evil genius and Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Oh, it, it's been an honor, sir. You've been, even though you were originally just supposed to be a correspondent that occasionally called in, you've been at the heart and soul of this show. And, and I couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so much. No, way too kind. Thank you, thank and, you. And thank you to Raven and Steve, who didn't call in tonight. Um, repo nerds, uh, my repo nerds. <laughs> But uh, and everyone else out there that guest hosts this year, because actually we had some pretty badass guests even when we had a limited yeah. run this year. Um, so, all right, folks, see you in January. We're gonna leave you tonight with um, the Mandalorian and the Carol Bales mashup, which I thought was pretty appropriate. And don't nice. forget. <laughs>